Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. guys thank you so very much for joining me right here on off the script this is your friday night smackdown post show for november 10th 2023 i am your host jd from new york as always coming to you live from the ots venue downstairs in my mother's basement thank you guys very much for joining me on your friday night wherever you may be man smackdown I thought tonight was a very good show, man. Looking at it head on, I got no real complaints about SmackDown tonight. I thought they did what they needed to do to set up the second most important match on Survivor Series. And that is the second War Games match, which will now obviously be the ladies. As we saw Damage Control stand five strong at the end of SmackDown. And they are the rulers for SmackDown for right now. And they are going into war games, no doubt about it. Something will happen. We still got a couple of weeks left to go. They'll build the intrigue. They'll get to that hype. They'll get Adam Pearce or Nick Aldis, whoever's going to go out there. Nick Aldis in this case. He'll go out there and... Claim that everybody, everybody wants to play a game. And war games will be announced. But man, oh man, what a what a fucking women's war games match, huh? What a war games team that is. Seriously. Now, I don't know what you guys are thinking about war games, but holy shit. That may be the greatest assembly of women. For a Survivor Series slash War Games team that I think I've ever seen. We have Asuka. We have Kyrie. We have EO. We have Bailey, And we have Dakota Kai, who is, I'm not sure if she's cleared, but that's quite the fifth if you want to go that route. Look at that five, man. Tell me that is not the greatest assembly of women for a Survivor Series team slash War Games match. Possibly in WWE history. The talent on that team is absolutely unreal. Unreal. I can't even begin to tell you. Seriously. Ridiculous. It's fucking unbelievable. Anyway. That's going to be set up in the next couple of weeks. Don't know when. Don't know how. Don't know where. But we will get there. Now, who do they go into the War Games match with? Uh, I don't really, I don't really know. We got Charlotte Flair. Charlotte is Charlotte. Not going to take anything away from her. She's fucking boring. But Charlotte is Charlotte. Top tier name in the division? Great. Then we got Bianca Belair. And Bianca 
is one of the top acts in WWE as well. Now that I'm thinking about it, look at the fucking women's division on SmackDown now. Holy shit. It's quite the division. Then we got Shotzi. Shotzi. You could see the excitement written all over my face. Shotzi. I mean, it's not that difficult to figure out who the odd woman out is, huh? It's like uh, it's like figuring out a fucking puzzle, man. Tell me which piece doesn't belong. Shotzi with her, her spiky hair, man, and her uh, her uh, freshman year of high school. I'm gonna be a rebel. Look. Holy shit. Wow, man, that's really tickling me fucking fancy. Shotzi Blackheart, man, on the women's war games match. Who gives a shit? She came in colder than the fucking old-fashioned that's sitting on my fucking bar countertop downstairs. Ridiculous. You can't be serious with that. If we could change something, we'd change Shotzi. So we got Charlotte, Bianca, and Shotzi. Who's the fourth? Now, first of all, are we even doing a fourth? I don't. I've, I mean, I don't. I don't really know what we're going. I don't know what we're doing. Is it going to be a mystery? Mystery surprise? Is it going to be someone that's not even on the roster? Is it going to be uh, a new signing? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you can't get any more. Uh, Unceremonious. Then Shotzi. What's next? Natalia? Imagine WWE brings Natalia into the war games. Oh, man. Liv Morgan? The fuck does Liv Morgan have to do with any of these women? Zero. Zero. People are saying Sasha. Why would Sasha Banks be back in WWE when she signed to AEW? <laughs> so what? Oh, I'm not. I'm not supposed to let the cat out of the bag. I'm, I'm listen. I'm sorry, man. I'm a. I'm a little overexcited about that one. It won't happen again. I apologize. Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill, I don't know, maybe. Could be. Yeah, there was a uh, little article that Bianca Belair would love to team with Jade because of the power couple that they'd be, or the power duo that they'd be, right? I don't know. Who, who's going to be the fourth or the fifth in this case if they go five on five? Who's, gonna, who's it going to be? Could be Jade it's not really out of the realm of Survivor Series to debut somebody like that in Survivor Series. You want her first match to be War Games, though. I don't know. Tiffany Stratton, Lacey, Lacey Evans. No, Lacey Evans is gone. Lacey Evans got released. I, I really don't know. I don't really, I don't really know what's going on. Tiffany Stratton could be. Is she doing anything on NXT? I don't think she's doing much of anything on NXT. I don't know. 
Cora Jade? The Cora Jade that blocked me on Twitter? For absolutely nothing? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, man. I have no clue who's going to be the fourth or fifth. Ah, yes, Tamina Snuka. Yes, that's going to really be great, huh? Mia Yim. Who cares? None of these women matter. None of these women, none of these women even factor into what's going on here. I don't even understand why we're getting a war games. Roxanne? I could see Roxanne. I could see Roxanne Perez being on the team. I mean, that would be a great call-up. I mean, she's more than ready to go, honestly. She's got everything that she needs. Tiffany, Roxanne, either one of those, either one of those ladies would be would be fine. But the point of the matter is, underneath all the uh, sarcasm and all the jokes, uh, I am very pleased that they actually set the tone for War Games tonight. I really am. And, and Kyrie looks great. I, I don't know what you guys thought about Kyrie saying. Kyrie saying looks great, man. I love the look. It, it's almost like she's a fucking hired assassin ready to chop your fucking nuts off. Seriously. She looks great. So, it's going to be interesting to see how WWE lays out this women's War Games match. You know, I'm always of the mindset, you know, I know Damage Control has been feuding with Bianca Belair and they took Bianca Belair out for, Bianca Belair out for two months, right? It wasn't really the hottest feud in the women's division. I mean, it was pretty tame, if you're asking me honestly. Does it deserve a War Games stipulation? Probably not. Probably not. I don't think there's enough intensity. I don't think there's enough heat there to warrant a War Games for the ladies. Uh, I, I do think that we need one War Games match and one War Games match only, but that's just my opinion. I know they go for two. I know they do whatever the men get, the women have to get, and, and that narrative. But listen, it's going to be exciting. And last year's Women's War Games match was okay. It wasn't the best Women's War Games match that I've seen. But honestly... I feel like they are going to try and one-up themselves this year. I think they're going to try and look back at last year's and say, hey, we could do this a lot better. And you got Charlotte and Bianca in there, and you got the, the damage control team, which is comprised of some of the most talented women in the fucking entire industry. I mean, I, it's a recipe for success. So I'm actually very excited to see what's going on uh, with the babyface side and who they actually get to round out that team. Santos Escobar. I've been anticipating Santos Escobar's arrival on the main roster for quite some time. He came up and they immediately went with the heel Santos, with Legado being heel. They were doing okay. This was around the time Vince was still there and Vince was in charge. Vince wasn't going to really do anything with Legado del Fantasma. Then they paired him with Rey Mysterio. Or I should say they paired Legato with Rey Mysterio. And they took all of Legato, formed it with Rey, and made the LWO. Zelina was with Legato. And Zelina was there because in NXT, I'm not sure if you guys remember, Electra Lopez was the valet for Legato del Fantasma. Quite the upgrade in every way with Zelina over Electra. So the LWO was born. Santos and Legato were babyfaces, and I thought this was a great thing. 
I did. Because I knew eventually it wasn't going to last forever and there would be one moment where the fans look at Santos and say, hey, we like this guy. We like this guy because Ray likes him. And then when that day comes and he turns on Ray, he's going to be vilified and he's going to be hated and the booze, the hatred, the heel heat is going to be genuine. And that's what we got tonight, believe it or not. I'm surprised we got it so soon. I thought we let this drag out a little bit, at least till 2024 early. And then we get building towards Ray versus Santos for WrestleMania. But it looks like they wanted to do it tonight. They did it tonight, and Santos is now officially a heel. What happens to the rest of Legato? I don't know. Do they join him? I don't know. But we could be looking at Santos Escobar and Legato being the biggest heel faction in the entire WWE, if booked correctly. And I thought what they did tonight was actually great shit. I thought this was great shit. And they did exactly what I told you guys when Carlito was backstage many weeks ago and Santos was there looking dejected after him and Ray lost to Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. And he was looking dejected and Carlito came in and, you know, Ray was showing him more favoritism and he was befriending Carlito a little bit more than he would Santos. And Santos just had this look on his face and the body language all over over Santos was like, well, why are you, why are you all over this guy? What about me? You know, this guy doesn't really belong here. I've been here since the beginning. You know, he doesn't really, he hasn't done anything for the LWO, yet you're favoring him over me. What about me? Like Dolph Ziggler. What about me, Dolph? That was Santos tonight. Told told you guys exactly what was going to happen. Santos got jealous of Carlito. What are you doing here? He doesn't belong here. He's not family. Why is he in the LWO? That was his problem. Why did he say that? Why did Santos all of a sudden turn his back on Carlito and start saying, well, he's not one of us? Well, Carlito called out Santos Escobar as the reason why Rey Mysterio lost the United States Championship to Logan Paul at Crown Jewel. The brass knuckle spot was blown up. Carlito insinuated that the reason why Rey lost was Santos leaving the brass knuckles on the apron. Whether or not he did it on purpose... Nobody knows. Nobody knows. The story isn't about the brass knuckles anymore. He made a mental error. I don't think Santos did what he did on Saturday at Crown Jewel on purpose. The story of Santos Escobar is the fact that he's jealous and he is not wanting Carlito in the LWO because he's no longer the apple of Rey Mysterio's eye. That's the story. It has nothing to do with the brass knuckles. The brass knuckles were just a side quest. That's all it was. It was a side quest to the main story. And the main story is Santos turning heel and Carlito calling him out on the brass knuckle spot. And Santos in turn says, well, what the fuck are you doing in the LW? Well, you're not family. And then him and Ray got arguing. He's not family. He's not family. Ray Mysterio is like, what are you talking about? We are familia, he says. One thing led to another, and Santos walks out. 
Bobby Lashley and Carlito have a match. Not very good. I don't know what the fuck happened there. I think we should leave those two guys out of the ring from now on if they're wrestling one-on-one. Seriously. It wasn't even about the match. It was what happened after the match. Carlito got beat down three-on-one by the new Hurt Business. Profits were out there. Bobby Lashley beat down Carlito three-on-one with the help of Montez and Angelo Dawkins. And Santos Escobar came out to save the day. Everybody thought. He jumped on the ring apron and looked at those three guys beating the shit out of Carlito. He did nothing to save Carlito. Rey Mysterio runs down with a steel chair. He chases the heels off. And then Rey Mysterio starts asking Santos Escobar, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're just watching him get beat down. Why didn't you help? He doesn't belong here. He's not in the LWO. He's not familiar. Rey Mysterio's like, yes, we are familiar. Rey Mysterio goes over to help Carlito. Santos Escobar thinks and thinks and thinks. And all of a sudden, he blasts Rey Mysterio in the back with a big elbow. Drops him. Rey Mysterio gets up. Shoves Santos Escobar. Slaps him in the face. They start brawling. Rey Mysterio had instant regret that he put his hands on Santos Escobar because he didn't want to do it. Santos Escobar was then helped up by Rey Mysterio on the ring apron. Santos said, fuck you, Ray. It's all your fault. You had this coming. This is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because of what you did here. Shoved him against the ring post. And then took him out as his leg was trapped within the steel steps and the ringside apron. Crushed his leg. And Ray Mysterio, I'm assuming they wrote him off TV for a few weeks. As Santos Escobar's heel turn is now complete. I didn't really expect that to happen so soon, honestly. I thought that they would drag this thing out. But you knew it was coming. Yes, Ray went to a medical facility, pal. I don't believe they're still doing that. Makes you wonder, huh? But I didn't think that they were going to do this so soon. And I'm glad that they did. Santos Escobar was chased down by Kathy Kelly for a few words. Ray Mysterio... The reason why he did what he did is because Ray had this coming. The way Ray acted, Ray had this coming. And then he walks away. Fine. Now we need to know if his boys in Legato are going to join him. And if the LWO is now finally finished. But Santos is at least on his own. And he is a heel. He got booed out of the building. And this is going to be fantastic for Santos Escobar. I'm heel. I'm, I'm heel. Yes, I'm heel for it. Yes, I'm here for it. He's going to be a great heel. It's exactly the type of heel you want. Befriend Rey Mysterio, gain the trust of Rey and the audience, turn on Rey, and then instant heat. Everyone's going to hate you because everyone loves Rey Mysterio. Beautifully done. Love it. LA Knight. I don't know what they're doing with LA Knight, man. LA Knight wrestles Roman Reigns, and then the following Friday, gets a match with Grayson Waller. I don't know how I'm supposed to look at that. It's not really the most riveting creative for L.A. Knight. But I don't know what they're doing with L.A. Knight going into Survivor Series. Seemingly doesn't look like he has any creative going into Survivor Series. They may actually leave him off the Survivor Series card. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. We may actually get AJ Styles. Reportedly, we were supposed to get AJ Styles back. And I have no idea when that's going to happen. It was supposed to happen tonight. I think it got pushed back. 
it may happen before Survivor Series. I have a fucking funny feeling that they're going to give us AJ Styles and LA Knight versus Jimmy and Solo Sokoa at the Survivor Series. And that is fucking lame. That is awful. Now, Roman Reigns reportedly is missing Survivor Series, so he's not defending the championship. I don't know what. I don't know what good it would do LA Knight if he wrestles Roman Reigns again. It's not winning. It's not winning any championship off of Roman Reigns. An imaginary championship, maybe. In his dreams, maybe. But the WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship? No. That's not going to happen. I'm assuming that AJ Styles gets back because he was feuding with the bloodline. We may actually get Styles and LA Knight teaming up to do some battle against Jimmy and Solo. I mean, I think that's fucking lame. Really. Or maybe we get LA Knight and AJ Styles, maybe Kevin Owens. If Roman is working the show, which I don't think he is because he wasn't on tonight's show. He's not advertised for next week's show. Roman's not working Survivor Series. Roman will be there, but Roman is not working Survivor Series because they got nothing planned for him. Man, they dropped the ball on LA Knight going into Survivor Series, man. I can't, I can't even begin to tell you. Don't question me. What I say most of the time is correct, okay? I'm not perfect. I'm not spot on with everything. But I know when I'm spot on with something, man, I'm going to let you know about it. I like to brag about it. I like to throw it in your face and tell everybody that they're fucking wrong because a lot of people look at me and daily tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. I do. I very much do. I don't know how you think L.A. Knight and what he's doing right now is better than putting him on Team Cody for Survivor Series. Now, there's a rumor. There's a rumor. I don't know how true the rumor is coming from Meltzer. I don't know. That WWE is possibly thinking about changes to the War Games match for the men. Now, all that was cited was Drew McIntyre being added to the Judgment Day him turning heel, and him being the fifth man. Then obviously Cody's going to have to go out and find a fifth man, whether that's Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, I don't know. But there's nobody in this live stream chat. There's no one on X. There's no one on the comment section down below that's going to tell me that... Merging the Judgment Day and the Bloodline for Survivor Series and War Games is not the best creative. Because it absolutely is. Instead of giving us nothing, Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa, having a garbage match at Survivor Series, if they even are booked for the show, and potentially leaving LA Knight off of the show, you don't think booking... Judgment Day and Bloodline in the same match against a myriad and a mixture of Cody and Jay and Sammy and L.A. Knight. And then you want to get Randy Orton in there to round out the people that hate the Bloodline. I mean, I don't... I, I, can't, I can't understand 
I can't understand how you're looking at the Survivor Series card right now and, and, and not screaming at the fucking creative sky. That's your men's war games match. Why does McIntyre need to be with Judgment Day? Why does McIntyre need to be in war games? Why does Seth Rollins need to be in war games? Seth Rollins should be defending the world championship, being that our world champion who's held the title for nearly 1,200 days wants to go take a fucking island vacation somewhere and have a cocktail out of a pineapple. Not really a good look. That's your men's war games match. Then you get your women's war games match. Then you get Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre, part two. You got all your major stars covered in those three matches. Everything else is whatever, man. Whatever, dessert. Whatever I just told you is the main course, man. That's it. Everything else after that. Dessert, cappuccino, and then a shot of limoncello at the end of dinner. Nobody can tell me I am wrong. Nobody. Look at what we got now. Two weeks to go, and LA Knight's not on Survivor Series. Two weeks to go, Jimmy's not on Survivor Series. Two weeks to go, Solo Sokoa is not on Survivor Series. Oh, but they got time. Oh, but they got time. Sure they do. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks is not enough time. Should have already been established. LA Knight coming out of Crown Jewel, wrestling Roman Reigns for the biggest prize in the fucking sport, Following Friday's wrestling, Grayson Waller, not really a good look. I don't give a fuck what type of match it was. Now, next week, he's got Jimmy. Great. How many times have we seen that leading into his crown jewel match? What is that going to accomplish next week? Oh, yeah, he beats Jimmy. He beats the guy that ruins his chances of winning the world championship. As if Jimmy's not going to fucking interfere again if it wrestles or if he wrestles Roman uh, again for the title. If the match happens again, he's not going to interfere, right? Sure thing. SmackDown, we'll go over the rest of the show. We'll talk about what happened in ring tonight. Dragon Lee also wrestled Cedric Alexander. I don't know what they're doing, man, but this is match number two. And I'm kind of anticipating maybe a best of seven series here. Just let him go. Just let him go. Throw him out there. Have him have a best of seven. Give Cedric some work. Give Dragon Lee some work. I like it. Anyway, guys, thank you so very much for joining me on this Friday night edition of Off the Script. This is your SmackDown post show for November 10th, 2023. Tonight, sponsored by DraftKings. Make sure you guys click the live stream chat pinned at the very top. All you guys have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Sign up. Use my promo code JD from NY. Bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets instantly. And I know you guys are going to be on your couch, just like everybody else who loves the NFL. You're going to be watching your favorite team. Why not take advantage of this great deal? From Off the Script, tonight, sponsored by DraftKings. What is going on, football fans? We are in the midst of the NFL season, and I'm still holding on to hope 
that my favorite team will be in the playoffs this year. I'll even place a bet on that. Tonight's show is sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official partner of the NFL. And right now, they have an offer you guys do not want to miss. All customers get a no-sweat bet on any same-game parlay or same-game parlay X. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code JD from NY. If you're a new customer, DraftKings has got something extra special for all of you. New customers who bet just $5 will get $200 back in bonus bets instantly. If you guys are already signed up for DraftKings, you can get a no-sweat bet on any same-game parlay or same-game parlay X bet if your bet does not hit. Max wagering limits do apply. Are you a fan of your alma mater or your favorite hometown team? You guys can combine multiple bets together for a shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and new customers use promo code JD from NY. Bet just $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets instantly. Once again, that's promo code JD from NY only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank you guys very much for supporting my sponsor tonight, man. DraftKings. Love it, love it, love it. Take advantage of that, man. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's X, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Holidays are coming up, man. You need me to roast somebody? Want me to tell a coworker that he's a fucking idiot? Does your coworker like Bill Goldberg? Let me tell him off. Cameo. Book me today, man. Perfect five-star rating on Cameo, man. You know what's great over there. Social media is the place to be. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys go and check out all the content on the channel. Plenty of it, man. Plenty of it on this channel. Plenty of, plenty of it on the second channel, man. We uploaded some fun stuff on the second channel today. Hilarious video. Opening more Pokemon packs. Having a great time opening the Poke packs, man. Some really good stuff. Just different content, you know? You guys enjoy that type of thing? You know, I've had people reach out to me. Having such a good time watching me opening, the, opening up the packs that... They're actually starting to collect packs themselves now. Guess that's the influence I have on people, man. Go check that shit out. Link is down in the description for the second channel, man. Go check it out. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. We'll hang out at the end of the show. We already have some big bombs tonight. We got some $50 bombs, some mini bombs. Jason Barker and Neon Rose. Thank you guys very much for all the support. Memberships are open. Get them on in. Always accepting applications to the VIP club, man. I know you're going to want to hang out in my mother's basement, man. It's the coolest place to be. It's the coolest place to be in the entire IWC. And hit that thumbs up, man. Let's try for 1,000 likes on tonight's SmackDown post show right here on OTS.
SmackDown. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens made his way out to the arena and he was on commentary duty tonight. Why? He's filling in for Corey Graves. Why? Because Corey Graves and Carmella welcomed their new baby boy into this world. Congratulations to Corey Graves and Carmella. Rey Mysterio. He's out there with the Latino world order. Santos Escobar, Selena Vega, Cruz del Toro, Joaquin Wild. Saw a clip of Logan Paul, who apparently retired from boxing. Don't know what this means for his WWE career. Maybe they use him a little bit more. I don't know. I don't know, man. The guy's a busy guy. I'd like to see him book that Survivor Series, but I doubt that's going to happen. Logan Paul beating Ray for the United States Championship at Crown Jewel played on the big screen. Ray welcomed everyone to SmackDown. He said Logan stole his United States Championship at Crown Jewel last Saturday. Ray said he truly believes Logan couldn't beat him without brass knuckles. He said he wanted a rematch. Don't really care to see the rematch. Ray's not winning the title. And I would rather see the match that I fantasy booked. Now, depending on how Ricochet's health is, apparently he had to go through concussion protocol because he got his noggin knocked on Monday night in that fatal four-way. Don't know how, don't know where, but he may be out for a couple of weeks. I'd like to see Logan Paul and Dominic Mysterio team up against Ray and Ricochet at Survivor Series. I think that'd be a cool match. I don't know why I'm booking a better Survivor Series than WWE right now, but... uh, Typically, that always happens. Ray said he truly believes Logan couldn't beat him without the breast knuckles. Carlito ran out, and Carlito said nobody wants to see Ray as United States champion more than him. He brought up the situation at Crown Jewel. He said it wasn't Logan's fault. He said it was the fault of the person who left the breast knuckles on the ring apron for Logan Paul. Escobar looked at Ray and assured him that was not true. Don't believe Carlito. Del Toro and Wild had to hold Escobar back because he was getting very angry. Escobar glared at Carlito and then left the ring. Ray pursued him, ran after him. Zelina tried to calm everybody down. Carlito, meanwhile, made his case to Del Toro and Wild. So this led to Bobby Lashley coming out with the Street Profits. And he had his one-on-one match with Carlito. Now, I thought the opening segment was good. I think it set the tone for Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar to have their little uh, brawl. And I thought what they did was great. The brass knuckles came into play at the pay-per-view. The brass knuckles were the reason why Rey Mysterio lost the United States Championship. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a heel turn. Great. Yeah, we all know that. We all know that. But the brass knuckles are not the reason for the heel turn. The heel turn is Carlito. And Santos Escobar looking at Carlito, jealous of Carlito because he wants to be Ray's favorite. And he's not Ray's favorite anymore because he brought Carlito into the LWO. However you want to look at it, I like it. Ray versus Santos is going to be one hell of a WrestleMania match if built up correctly. How we get there from here to April, I don't know. I have no clue. Figure it out. Bobby Lashley and Carlito couldn't figure it out. This match was not good, man. If there was a match that 
reminded you of two guys wrestling in quicksand. I thought I was watching a match in slow motion, man. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. It's like, it's like I'm in a time warp, man. Oh, I mean, what the fuck? This shit was bad. Carlito's got some nice baby face offense. I'll give him that. But it's like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I was watching, man. It was like. Two guys stiff as a fucking board in there. Now, I, I don't know why we're going backwards here on Smack. Like, who asked for this match? This match may have good this match may have been good 15 years ago, but in 2023? No, thank you. I don't know who wants to see this match. Not good at all. When nine minutes. Nine minutes of Carlito and, and Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley hasn't had a good match since some of his Austin Theory matches were okay. But his real, true, last great match might have been against Drew McIntyre. Carlito's just gotten back, so I'm not going to really go too hard on him, but it wasn't really that good. It was all about the ending of the match and the ending angle. We go to commercial break. Carlito was ran into the ring post before the commercial break. Typical Bobby Lashley spot where he's got him in the fireman's carry into the steel post. Lashley had Carlito perched up top on the top rope. Carlito fought his way out, landed a shoulder block off the top rope. We saw B-Fab in the back watching the monitor, watching Bobby Lashley work. Now, I don't know what's going on with B-Fab, but Bobby Lashley and B-Fab had a conversation that we don't know much about yet because this, this happened off camera. Ashante Adonis comes walking up to B-Fab. He asks B-Fab, what's going on? And B-Fab's like, don't, don't worry about it. Let, let's, let's go. Let's go. I, I don't know what we're doing. Maybe they're enlisting B-Fab and Ashante Adonis. Wouldn't be the worst thing, but like I said last week, if there's going to be one woman joining the new Hurt business, it should be Bianca Belair. Because God only knows she, she needs a heel turn because that babyface act is stale as fuck. So we go back to the ring. Lashley and Carlito were on the outside of the ring. Carlito rolled Lashley back into the ring. Montez grabbed Carlito's leg to try and distract. Three Profits and Wild and Del Toro on the outside brawled. So this obviously caused a massive distraction. Escobar reappeared out of nowhere and tried to help his boys fight off the Profits. Lashley speared Carlito amongst all this chaos for the one, two, three... And Lashley beats Carlito. A five-star classic. It was not. After the match, the Prophets and Lashley beat up Carlito three-on-one. Escobar hopped onto the apron, but Escobar watched the beatdown and did nothing to help Carlito. Rey Mysterio ran down, chair in hand. He cleared the ring. Mysterio scolded Escobar for not helping Carlito three-on-one. Mysterio and Escobar then yelled at each other, and Mysterio pushed Escobar yelling at the LWO is all family. We are familia. Escobar looked like he was going to leave the ring, but instead he turned around and attacked Rey Mysterio as he went to go help Carlito. Escobar rolled Carlito out of the ring, and Mysterio slapped Escobar, forcing Escobar to the ground. Mysterio approached Escobar to help him up because he felt guilty about slapping him in the face. 
Escobar then says, fuck off. Not really, but kind of. Ran Rey Mysterio into the ring post. Rey Mysterio was sitting on the steel steps, one leg on the steps itself, and then one leg trapped in between the steps and the ringside apron. You know what happened next. Santos Escobar squashed Rey Mysterio's leg. And that's the way they are probably writing him off television. Zelina Vega out there having a fucking Academy Award winning cry. Tears running down her face. She's crying. Everybody's emotional. Why? Why? We're supposed to be family. Shout out to Zelina. She did a great job selling that. Escobar walked away blaming Ray. This is all his fault. Excellent. Absolutely great stuff. Santos Escobar is going to be one nasty fucking heel. Can't wait to see it. Escobar was then seen leaving the arena. He was stopped by Kathy Kelly, who asked Escobar why he did what he did. Escobar said, Ray had it coming. And he walked away. We're not going to get any answers. It's not really an answer. Ray had it coming, he says. Great. Damage control. Everybody thought that damage control was going to end up breaking up tonight, man. We got the LWO on the fucking rocks. And now damage control may be done as well. So, Bailey's in the ring. And Bailey threw it to the big screen. And we got a video package saying she had a plan and a vision for Sky and Dakota Kai. Bailey said everything she wanted to come true came true. That included the Women's Tag Team Champions, Miss Money in the Bank, and the WWE Women's Championship. Now, she got the what treatment from the crowd tonight. Bailey called the crowd idiots. And Bailey was basically saying, whatever I'm going to say, you're going to say what again. And you're going to give yourself a round of applause because you're a bunch of idiots. And they actually gave themselves a round of applause and started cheering for themselves because they were berating Bailey with the what chant. And Bailey was like, you're a bunch of fucking marks. Honestly. Bailey tried to play into the what stuff. She did an admirable job at it, but, you know, the crowd here tonight was kind of relentless. So we got EO Sky and Dakota Kai coming out, and they want to talk to Bailey. So they're there, and obviously they are there with Kyrie Sane, who's like following behind like a shadow, like a ninja waiting to strike its prey. So all three of them got into the ring and grabbed microphones. Kyrie did not grab a microphone. Bailey asked what Kyrie is doing out here. Sky interrupted Bailey and said Sky had a plan too. Sky thanked Sane for helping her retain the title. Bailey said, All I wanted was the best for you, EO. And I wanted the best for Dakota. And the last time I saw her, this happened, and she threw it to the big screen. And this was an attack from Bailey on Kyrie back in 2020 when they were working out of the gymnasium during the pandemic era. And that was the last time we saw Kyrie saying on WWE television. Goodbye. She got her head repeatedly slammed into a garage door. 
And thanks to Bailey. So Bailey said she was concerned that Sane was now back around in the WWE. Kai interrupted Bailey and said they brought Sane in to make damage control stronger. Sure thing. Dakota said they wanted to take some of the weight off Bailey. She does everything. She's the mastermind behind everything. You're working overtime. We took the liberty in giving you some rest. Sure thing. Sure thing. A mile away. Dakota said damage control is stronger than ever and it should be a celebration. Nothing to worry about. Kyrie Sand then took a microphone and said she respected Bailey as the leader of damage control. Sane said she forgave Bailey for the attack three years ago. So Sane, EO, and Dakota went for a hug and Bailey acted like she wasn't into it as the four hug. Bailey's not much of a hugger anymore. That was her old gimmick. So they all three hugged Bailey and Bailey just stood there. Now Bianca Belair comes out and Belair spoke to all four of the ladies here from the entranceway. She did not get in the ring like a dummy. Belair says she doesn't forgive damage control. She said tonight she's going to have to whoop all three of y'all. So she introduces Charlotte, who comes out, and then Asuka, who comes out. At this point in the show, I thought we were going to get the five in the ring right now, or the four in the ring, I should say. I'm thinking ahead because of Asuka. The four in the ring. And then the baby faces in the aisle way, and I thought we were going to get war games announced. I thought we were going to get some announcement for war games right here during the show, but we did not get that. Little did we know there was an ending angle that still needed to be played out. And that's what we were waiting for. So Asuka came out. She spoke in Japanese. She said something very intense to both Kairi and Io. Kairi-san and Io-san. And then she said something in Japanese which sounded very vicious. Kairi had uh, a very worried look on her face. Nobody is ready for Asuka. So like I said, I thought this was a a War Games announcement. And this was nothing more than a six-woman tag team match in the main event. Dragon Lee. He went one-on-one with Cedric Alexander. I don't know why we ran this match back, but apparently Cedric Alexander wanted a rematch. I guess that's good enough for me, huh? He wanted a rematch. So this match got about six minutes. Dragon Lee came out. He got a ring introduction and an entrance. Dragon Lee got one, but Cedric did not. After Dragon Lee, we go to commercial... We get back from commercial, and Cedric's already in the ring, and the match has already begun. Don't know why. Now, I love these two guys in the ring, man. They are quick. They are fun. It's explosive. I don't know what we're doing with these two guys. It seems like they're just throwing them out there because they know Dragon Lee can wrestle, and they know Dragon Lee is explosive. They know Cedric can wrestle, and they know Cedric is explosive offensively. And I'd like to see more of this type of stuff on Friday night because we don't get enough of it. This is the type of thing we get on Monday. Monday Night Raw, believe it or not, is now more of the WWE wrestling show. It was not like that before. 
Monday Night Raw is where the wrestling happens. SmackDown is where the sports entertainment happens. You, you rarely get a match like this, man. You know, SmackDown, you get your wrestling, but it's very, very minimal. It's to the casual audience. You don't get those barn burners on SmackDown. You don't. They happen once in a blue moon. I want to see more styles like this thrown into SmackDown and then mixed with some story. We can have a nice, even, you know, wrestling slash story slash sports entertainment hybrid on Friday night. We're not getting enough of that. So I like this. I don't know where this is going. But hopefully this means a renewed push for Cedric Alexander because the guy can work. I know Triple H has looked at Cedric and seen how Vince McMahon has wasted his talents. Certainly starting to look a little bit more like Swerve Strickland out there. I don't know if I'm the only one who's got that mindset, but uh, if he can't have Swerve, why not go Cedric? I have no problem with that. More Swerve on Dynamite. We got it. More Cedric on WWE. Hopefully we'll get that. But I said in the beginning, man, I don't know. This is the second time now. This happened last week. This happened this week. Are we going the Seamus Cesaro route here? Best of seven. I would not mind a best of seven between these two guys, but we're going to need more than fucking five minutes. I'll tell you that right now. We're going we're gonna to definitely need more than fucking five minutes. So like I said, the match was joined in progress. Alexander did not get a ring entrance. He had a drop. Uh, he had a drop kick. Then he landed a tope suicida on Dragon Lee. Back in the ring, Alexander did a tornado DDT for a two count. Alexander started shopping Dragon Lee. He then landed a running elbow and a drop kick, sitting uh, to a sitting Lee. He goes for cover, gets a two count. Lee came back, and Alexander was on the outside. Lee landed a dive onto Cedric and rolled Alexander back in the ring. Lee then hit a sit-out powerbomb for two. Kevin Owens on commentary said, well, he didn't get the legs and the feet over the shoulders. That's why he didn't get the pin. Kevin Owens already proving to be a better color commentator than fucking Kevin Patrick. So Lee ran Alexander, and Alexander launched Lee, or he ran at, as uh, Cedric uh, did. Um, this was crazy. Cedric caught Dragon Lee after Dragon Lee was running at him and he launched Dragon Lee halfway across the ring and almost dropped this fucking guy on his head. It was a overhead belly-to-belly suplex. Launched him into the corner and he missed being dropped on his neck by fucking that much. Ridiculous. So, Alexander kicked Lee in the head and Lee came back with a German suplex and a kick of his own to the head. They tried this Spanish fly. Lee got the worst of it, and Alexander got a near fall out of it. Lee kicked Alexander in the head again, dropped his knee pad to run at Alexander, but Alexander caught him with a Michinoku driver. Alexander went for the lumbar check. Lee countered, kneed Alexander in the face. Lee then hit his finish for the one, two, three, and that was it. Awesome. Best of seven between Cedric and Dragon Lee. Sign me up. Now, I don't know if that's where they're going, but I'm just telling you what I think would be best for these guys. Otherwise, where are we going? And what happened to 
What happened to Cameron Grimes, who befriended Dragon Lee? All of a sudden, he got taken off the television again. Where is he? See, guys like that are going to be delivering the in-ring stuff that I just previously mentioned. Let's get some Cameron Grimes to the moon back on Friday Night SmackDown. Kevin Patrick mentioned that Rey Mysterio was being treated at a local medical facility, pal. We're still calling it a local medical facility, huh? They got to appease the old man in any which way that they can. Great. L.A. Knight. Yeah! It's Grayson Waller. Had a talking segment first. Grayson Waller's a damn good talker. L.A. Knight, a damn good talker. We got two of the best talkers on SmackDown in the ring tonight. Yeah. So, I said this in the beginning. Don't really like it. I know it's a setup. I don't know what they're setting up for or what they're setting up L.A. Knight to next. But wrestling Roman Reigns this soon is proving to be a mistake. I, I, I don't know why L.A. Knight needed Roman this soon. Now they tried their best to protect him. They didn't. He's not going to be on Team Cody. He's not wrestling Judgment Day slash Bloodline in war games trying to get his revenge. What are we doing? What are we doing? Now WWE had him lose. Fans don't really care because he's still he's still over as fuck. But the perception, I say this about everything, man. Perception is key. You go from Roman and wrestling for the the the, the business, the, the industry's biggest prize. And then you go wrestle Grayson Waller. No disrespect to Grayson Waller, by the way. He's great. But Grayson Waller, the following Friday, in a nothing match, so that he could get his win back. Like, Grayson Waller doesn't need a fucking win, right? Now he's got Jimmy Uso next week. Okay. He's going to get his win over Jimmy Uso. Who gives a shit? He's still not beating Roman. What are we doing with LA Knight here? You got L.A. Knight in this thing, and and you're teasing him to to potentially be a world champion. It's great. Not right now, though, because Roman is not losing the title. He's not losing the title until he drops it to Cody at WrestleMania. If WWE even wants to do that, they'd probably be petty enough to have him break Hulk Hogan's record, which at this point seems like a fucking eternity. I just don't think what we're doing with LA Knight is substantial right now. That one job to do coming out of Crown Jewel, and that is keep him hot while thinking, how can we build and continue to build his momentum, even though he's going to lose and not win the title? They didn't do that. They didn't do that. Taking him from Crown Jewel, losing, and then throwing him on Friday night the following week in a match against Grayson Waller isn't really keeping his momentum. There's ebbs and flows. You give and take. There's pros and cons. We didn't need that 
Because Grayson Waller needs to be doing his own thing, and he needs to be winning matches himself, too. Instead of being a fucking class clown with Austin Theory. LA Knight came to the ring, stood there. Let me talk to you, he says. Knight said Crown Jewel didn't go exactly as he hoped for. No shit. Knight says he could say he was sorry for not living up to the expectations, but he did. He did live up to the expectations. He delivered a fine match against Roman. He stood in there with the tribal chief and gave a very good match. Stood toe-to-toe with Roman, promo-wise, two weeks in a row. He passed the test. He exceeded expectations. Bullshit. Knight says he did what he said he was going to do. He took Roman Reigns within an inch of his championship and had Roman's one, two, three if it was not for Jimmy Uso. Knight told Reigns to give Jimmy a raise and a promotion because if Jimmy wasn't there, the world would be looking at a new world champion right now. Knight says he wasn't going to the back of the line because he's not done with the bloodline and the bloodline isn't done with him. Knight says he will use or he will own the WWE championship and he went on, you know, to talk a little bit more until Grayson Waller's music hit and Waller walked out. Waller said Knight was embarrassing himself. Waller said Knight was blaming everyone but himself. Waller said Knight needed honesty. He said the truth is Knight is maybe just not the guy. Waller says he knows someone who is the guy, and he called Waller, or an LA Knight called Waller, kangaroo jackass. Waller asked Knight if Knight really thought he belonged in the ring with Roman Reigns. Knight responded with a question of his own, does Grayson Waller effect sound like an STD? Crowd then yelled, yeah! Knight called Waller a creep, who hangs around schools and said Waller shouldn't be allowed within 50 yards of a high school. Knight mocked Waller for his social media stuff. Knight told Waller that he was dealing with an angry Knight and Knight hit Waller with his microphone. He then gets the match started. He's on the outside. And Knight spills Owen's water onto Waller near commentary because... Kevin Owens has been feuding with Austin Theory and Grayson Waller the last couple of weeks, so he took Kevin Owens' water and dumped it on Grayson Waller. To find promo battle, the promo battle was actually better than the match, if you're asking me. So, Waller, you know, he stood toe-to-toe with L.A. Knight as well. It wasn't just all L.A. Knight tonight. You know, they, they, they gave... They gave Grayson Waller a a little bit of rub here in the promo. You know, Waller can definitely hang on the microphone with several people on that roster. And like I said, you know, good on LA Knight for keeping himself in the main event and keeping himself in the discussion to maybe get a rematch against Roman Reigns. I just don't, I don't see where that benefits LA Knight. I don't. And I don't know why we have to put Grayson Waller in this position where if you're continuing to build L.A. Knight, he needs a win too, Grayson Waller. Yet, we take the stud in Waller and we have him lose. Like, come on. Don't really like that. 
Knight had control early. And the match was not anything special at all, man. The match was... The match, it, it was fine. But man, it, it's just... There's no heat there. There was no heat there. At all. Knight had control. He worked Waller's shoulder. Waller retreated to the outside. LA Knight went after him. He slammed Waller on the apron. Waller tried to roll back into the ring. Knight hit a slingshot shoulder block for a one count. He then hit a swinging neck breaker on Waller for another one. Waller hit a big discus elbow, and he took control. Knight back body dropped Waller over the top to the outside. Knight slammed Waller's head off the commentary table right in front of Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens got a little chuckle out of that. We go to commercial break. We come back from break. Waller was still in control inside the ring. He worked the dreaded shinlock. Oh, man. What a devastating maneuver. The chinlock. Waller ran Knight into the ring post and worked a single leg crab. That was over the top turnbuckle, which looked pretty cool. Waller then worked a single leg crab in the middle of the ring. He then went to the second rope. He hit his uh, in-between-the-legs elbow drop. Waller went back, and Knight moved after the second attempt off the top, and... He landed on the mat, hit the canvas. Waller went for a rolling cutter. Knight counted into a back suplex. So both guys are on their feet now. Ellen Knight landed a series of punches and a leaping clothesline, Russian leg sweep, big DDT. Nice combo offense from LA Knight, two count. Waller jumped on Knight. Knight caught Waller for a body slam. He then hit his elbow uh, or his, uh, his uh, imitation people's elbow. Yeah. And then he hits the BFT for the win. Basically, Kevin Owens was talking a lot of shit on Grayson Waller on commentary. So Waller leaves the ringside area. And Austin Theory joins Grayson Waller out by commentary. They, they walk over to Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens told Mr. Nick Aldis, I'm just going to do my job on commentary. Nick Aldis says, do not get involved with anybody or you will be suspended. So Waller... And Theory start poking the bear. They start picking a fight with Owens. And they start yapping their jaw at Owens. And then they take a water bottle and dump it all over Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens was more upset that they got Kevin Patrick with the water than himself. So he said, you know what? They got you, KP. You know what? Let me go get suspended. And then he chases Grayson Waller and Austin Theory up the aisleway, and they are brawling with Kevin Owens. He beats the shit out of both of them. So I guess Owens is now suspended. I guess Owens is missing Survivor Series. Is that their way of writing Kevin Owens off of TV so he misses Survivor Series, logically? Come on now. Jimmy Uso was shown backstage. Said if LA Knight wants him next week, he can have him. Jimmy then got on the phone with the tribal chief because at the end of his promo, he said, yeet. His phone rang. Roman was on the phone. And he said, no yeet. We go from yeet to no yeet. Next week, we got Ally and I versus Jimmy. And Solo Sokoa is returning next week. But where is the tribal chief? It's on a remote island somewhere with a beautiful fucking bikini-clad blonde fanning him down as he's drinking a nice exotic beverage from a fucking coconut. Man, that sounds good, man. I wish I had that. Main event. 
Damage Control, Bailey, EO, Sky, and Kyrie Sane versus Charlotte, Asuka, and Bianca Belair. I don't know why I, uh, I blacked out there for a little bit. I'm like, what the fuck? Who's on this team? Charlotte and Asuka. Like, I did a double take. I'm like, what the fuck? Asuka and Bianca teaming up. So... We got this match. The match was fucking around. Literally, 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 nothing happened. Nothing happened. I'm not even going to go over what happened in the match because nothing happened. The match was completely irrelevant, non-existent. Is only what happened at the end of the match that really matters. But you would think with these ladies, man, man, what a six-woman tag team match this would be, right? So Bianca and Bailey started the match. We go, and we get what we need to, and Bianca's being beaten down. Belair tried to suplex Sane over the top rope, but Sane blocked it. It's nice to see Kyrie back in the ring. It's pretty much all damage control, and they were beating down Bianca Belair. Sane went to the top and did a big flying punch off the top. Sky tagged in. Bailey tagged in. They were working over Bianca. Bailey ran at Belair, but Belair disposed of Bailey and she went for the hot tag, but Sane pulled Charlotte off the apron. Bailey then rushed back into the ring and started going away at Belair. Belair eventually hit her spine buster on Bailey and she went for the hot tag on Asuka. She reaches and Asuka drops down off the apron. She doesn't even make the tag. Asuka then misted Belair in the face. Belair was selling it. Asuka then kicked Belair in the head. And hugged Kyrie Sane. Sky, Asuka, and Sane hugged, and Bailey hugged them too. So I guess now Bailey's back to being a hugger. Charlotte tried to fight back. The bell rang. Ding, ding, ding. No contest. Shotzi ran down to absolutely zero reaction. Damage control got the best of her as well, beat her down. Sane goes up top and lands the absolutely beautiful, insane elbow. On Belair and the heels now with Asuka as a member of Damage Control. Sure thing. Stood tall to end the show. Now, clearly you see where this is going. Clearly you see where this is going. I don't know what's going to happen with Dakota. Dakota's going to be the odd woman out. Apparently, Dakota may be spared after, after all this. I have no idea. But... Bailey, if we're doing war games, Bailey's getting her ass beat, and Bailey's getting kicked out of damage control. There's no ifs, ends, or buts about it. You could see it coming from a fucking mile away. Which one does not fit here? Bailey. Yeah, EO had a plan. EO had a plan to, to build her own damage control and get Bailey out, because Bailey's old news. I got my girls from Japan. You don't fit here. Get out. So when, where, how, why, I don't know. That's coming. What happens to Dakota Kai? I don't really know. She may get the boot as well. I don't even know if she's cleared. Some people say she is. Some people say she's not. I have no idea. No idea. But if Dakota gets kicked out, send her back to Monday Night Raw, have her team with Tegan Knox, get team kicked back together. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Bailey, she needs to be babyface. Have Bailey turn babyface. Have Bailey be repackaged slightly, somewhat, and get Bailey back on the right track. Seriously. 
But this team right now, the way we're looking at it, EO, Asuka, Kyrie, Bailey, Dakota, this may be the greatest assembly of women that WWE's had in a very long time. Especially for a Survivor Series match, for a War Games match. Would you want, if you're a female, would you want to go to war against these three ladies here? No. Absolutely not. Now, the baby faces. This is where we run into a dilemma. I don't know where we're going with this, but right now we got Bianca, Charlotte, and Shotzi. I don't even know who else is on SmackDown. If we need two, I don't know who else even is on SmackDown. To be perfectly honest with you, to round out a team of five, they may keep it at four. I don't know if Dakota Kai is cleared, especially cleared enough for a War Games match. I don't know. They may end up keeping it four. But I would assume if the men are four, they're going to keep the ladies four. We'll see what happens with the men. Rumor is they're going to add a fifth. If they add five for the men, I'm assuming they'll add five for the ladies. I have no clue. But it's got to make sense in the grand scheme of things. Who is going to go in there and want to damage or battle damage control? It's got to make sense. Who else is there? Most of the ladies on SmackDown haven't really done much of anything. Everything that you see who's had a problem with damage control is out there. Shotzi's there just by default because they got nobody. Shotzi herself doesn't even fit. It's a waste. So who's going to be the other women, or if they keep it full, who's going to be the other woman? I could see Jade. I could see Jade Cargill being a, a possibility. But who's going to be the other one? I, 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 I'm drawing a blank. I don't really know. Tamina, Mia Yim, Natalia. Those are going to be War Games participants? No. This may, be, this may be where they debut Jay Cargill. This may be where they debut Jay Cargill. It's a real possibility. So we'll see what happens, man. But I like it. This is very much a must-see War Games match. Some, some may say it doesn't have the heat to warrant a War Games build. With the amount of talent in this match, I don't really give a shit. I think it's going to be a banger. It's good stuff. Really good stuff. So I like the makeup of Damage Control right now. They're calling them Damage Control, but Kyrie, EO, and Asuka teaming up. I mean, only in Fantasyland did we think that was ever going to happen. So for all the cool kids out there on X who want to fucking live and die by WWE, Triple H, he got Kyrie back, and the women's division on SmackDown looks a lot different than it did three weeks ago, two weeks ago, a week ago, with Kyrie being added. And tonight, Triple H certainly cooked with the ladies. We got some sort of direction. That's all we could really ask for. Anyway, guys, we're going to get into the Super Chats right now. I appreciate you hanging out with me tonight on the SmackDown Post Show. We had over 1,700, close to 1,800 in here tonight on a Friday night. I really appreciate you guys hanging out. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. We are going to hang out. And the longer you keep getting them on in, the longer I will stay. Hit that thumbs up, man. Got 600 likes on the stream. No less than 1,000 minimum. 
minimum. Go check out all the other content on the channel. More content coming this weekend. Everything you need is on the homepage. Go check out my YouTube second channel. Some really, really cool stuff over there. Non-wrestling related, of course. So some of you, most of you might not find any interest in it. But if you enjoy me, go and check it out. I always bring the entertainment. You guys know that. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. And go check out my sponsor for tonight's show, DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app. Use that promo code JD from NY and get with the program. Bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets. Instantly. It's a great deal. It's a great deal. I know there's a ton of football fans out there, man. Take advantage of that. Take advantage of it while you can. Sonny Singh with a 199. Have you ever watched the Adams Family movies? No. Not interested. Main event. 12 months in the venue. Thank you, main event. By not having the bloodline in war games takes away from Solo and Jimmy, LA Knight and Randy Orton storyline because if he's on Raw, where is Sheamus? Sheamus is injured. Sheamus is injured right now. Don't know what the exact injury is, but Sheamus is injured. Joseph Taylor with a $2 super chat. JD, favorite War Games match from NXT. The first one, I think, is my favorite. The first to the second one. All of them featuring Undisputed Era, by the way. The one where uh, the one where Champa uh, did an air raid crash on Adam Cole through the table down below. That was my favorite one. Blurred the Nerd with a $5 super chat. Santos said the same thing as Dominic. Ray is a deadbeat. Every time he takes the side of someone else, he did it with Edge, and now he did it with Carlito. Rhea Ripley tweeted out, maybe the problem is really Ray Mysterio. Sheamus confirmed to be back on SmackDown before Survivor Series, J.D. Is that true? Sheamus is back November 24th. Great. But that doesn't mean he's going to be involved with Bloodline. Uh, Rhea Ripley did tweet out that Ray may be the problem. Happens all the time. It may not be any for everybody else. It may be Ray is the problem. Rhea Ripley was having fun with that on social media tonight. Blur the nerd. Guys, I didn't know Sheamus was coming back. I don't know where this was. Where, where was this stated? Well, on social media? I, I did not know that. He's not going to be factored into anything. He's coming back after a, a long, lengthy injury. Michelle Moran with a $5 superjack. KO could be used so much better than feuding with Theory and Waller. And KO threatened with suspension. Feels like yet another story of wrestler versus the boss. 
I don't know what they're doing with Kevin Owens. I feel like he's going to SmackDown. He's going to be kind of all over the place, man. All right, so it must have happened when I was live then. I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not on, clearly I'm not on X if I'm live here. Tony Brown with the 499. To all my fellow veterans, thank you for your service. I'm a Vietnam vet. Tony Brown. Salute to you, brother. Skinner with the two months. Solid show tonight. I'm hoping Triple H gives Dragon and Cedric a best of seven. They've been cooking. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely agree, Skinner. Latoya Woods with two months. Hello. I really enjoy your shows. Keep up the great work. Latoya. Cheers to Latoya. Paul Van Tassel with 35 months. First of all, I'd like to thank all the veterans who our country, who's, who served in our country. And, and second, 25 years ago tomorrow, I lost my grandpa. Paul, cheers to you, brother. And to your grandpa. Main event with a $2 Super Chat. JD, do you like Tony Storm's booty meat? No. Edward Lou with a $9.99. From what I'm familiar with, you've had covers for Undertaker and Mortal Kombat themes and Papa Roach's Last Resort. JD, what are your top three songs you want to have covers for the OTS playlist next? Man, if I had power over songs that I've that I would choose for the show, man, I'd have uh, I'd have everybody rocking and rolling in here, man. The one the one song, the, there's two songs. There's two songs that I would absolutely love to have played on the show. Uh, both of them are by my guy, Dino Jalusic, who is my second favorite singer right now in the industry behind Miles Kennedy. He's got a solo album. He's got two songs. One is a cover of... Uh, who the fuck is it? Um, it's a cover of... Uh, it's Monkey Business. It's... Uh, what, what's the fucking band? Now I gotta look it up. I forgot. Quiet Riot. Maybe. It's not Twisted Sister. Skid Row. I don't know why that, I don't know why that escaped me. He did a cover of Monkey Business by Skid Row. One of the best cover songs I've ever heard. Go check it out. Uh, and then he has another song called um, Hail to the King by his other side band called Dirty Shirley. Some great songs. Uh, I mean, I'd, ha I'd have everybody rocking and rolling here. Seriously. If I had a uh, choice of what to play here, I'd have Dragon Force playing. I'd have some Fear Factory playing. I'd have some Alter Bridge playing. You know it, man. I love music, man. Push with a 499. 
Jade feels like the perfect choice for the face side, but she's absolutely... She absolutely cannot lose her first match. The new DM... The new damage control uh, as well can't lose. Uh, Jade Cargill could be a choice there for sure. Uh, Skinner with a 199. Collision is all random shit again. Collision sucks. Collision is uh, not must-see TV anymore. JC with 15 months. Thank you, brother. Baby Shaq with 18 months. Thank you, Baby Shaq. Black Wolf Inc. with eight months. I have to thank Damage Control for reviving my love of Japanese women. A black man needs a sushi roll and a bottle of sake with the chick from Nagasaki. I wish I could give you everything you ask for, Black Wolf, but I, I can't do that. I'm not a genie. MGM Bowen! I don't know if you mentioned this. My bad if you did, but the fact that Sammy had to go give a briefcase back, but Jay White gets to run around with the world title is hilarious. I love AEW more than WWE, but they ain't cooking right now. Bowen. You make too much sense, bro. Tone C with a $10 super chat. Took my lady to see Mammoth, Pantera, and Metallica tonight. Great show. I'll catch this stream tomorrow. OTS for life. Wolfie. Wolf Van Halen, man. Great shit. Pantera. I don't want to know what the fuck they sound like in 2023, but I know they got Zach Wilde guitar for him, man. If there's anybody to take Dimebag's place... Nobody's going to replace Dimebag, but if there's one guy, man, it's Zach Wilde. And Metallica? Fuck Metallica. They couldn't write a good fucking song nowadays if their life depended on it, man. Jason Barker with a $50 bomb. Thank you, brother. I would rather wipe my ass with, picket, with a picket fence than watch Shotzi with her short hair in war games. Oh, my goodness. Tell me how you really feel, Jason. Oh, my goodness. My life into pieces. Neon Rose or Neon Rose with a $49.99. This isn't a 100 bomb. But here is a Tiggle Fitty for the Tribal Chief. Of the IWC and the best to do this in the community. I turned off SmackDown, got bored, keep up the good work. Neon. Thank you. Lauren with a $2 super chat. Cody, Owen, Zane, Orton, I think will be the team. How can Owens be on the team when the team is already announced? Cody, Zane, Jay, and Rollins. Maybe some, maybe, maybe Lauren missed Raw. Do you think Jade Cargill will debut at Survivor Series? It's a possibility. There's nobody else. Skinner with a 199. Vikingo almost killed himself tonight. Got a chill. Do 
dude's going to be retired by the time he turns 27. The appeal and luster of Vikingo has already worn off. Just another name to me. Hollywood guy with a five-dollar super chat. I saw a podcast that Vince Russo said the main event mafia is leagues better than the bloodline. Every man has his opinion. Bro. Ricardo Linnell with a 499. I'm a vet. Salute to you, my brother. Salute to all the vets in the chat and beyond. Great show. JD, loving the heel. Women's team of damage control. OTS for life. Thank you, Ricardo. Sue with a $5 super chat. JD, the other woman on SmackDown is Mia Yim. Like you said, there isn't any other women on SmackDown. Oh, well. Good night. Enjoy your Pokemon. How old is Vikingo? Is he 27? Let's Google it. Vikingo age. Wrestler. He's 26. He's got one year to go. Got one year to go, man. He'll be retired. Yo, Foxman, what's up, brother? Uh, Twitch. I am uh, dual streaming on Twitch to 20 people. Eagle Panda, first time in the chat on Twitch, man. I see you. Didn't know you're on Twitch. Found this on Twitch. Recommend. Hey. At least Switch is doing something, man, to push the stream out. Clearly, it's not doing enough. Fucking assholes. Mark Rush with a 199. Bailey turned face and Becky Lynch joins damage control. No, I read that wrong. Bailey turned face and Becky Lynch join versus damage control. No. Now, what does she have to do against what does she have to do against damage control? Will Chisholm, poor Bailey, don't know. Don't know they've taken her head off after War Games. And if it happens, do you think we get E versus Bailey at WrestleMania 40 for the title? Uh, Will, I, I don't have any idea what we do with Bailey at uh, WrestleMania. I don't. Cake with a $2 super chat. Bailey kicked out of damage control, Bullet Club style. That's exactly what's coming. exactly what's coming and Masen Hollowell with a 499 JD is the best love this show how would you book Roman at the Royal Rumble who should he fight AJ I can see the world title match being either AJ Sheamus I think Randy Orton would be ridiculous even though it kind of calls for it I don't want to have Randy lose Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens more than likely not. I think Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul is more than likely, but AJ is probably a safe bet for the Royal Rumble, I would say. Anyway, guys, if you're done, 
you guys are done, I'm done. Appreciate you guys very much, man. Thank you guys so very much for joining me here tonight live on OTS. We got a whole weekend ahead, man. We got a whole weekend of shit coming up. I'll be here with more content as always. So look forward to that. Make sure you subscribed. Make sure you follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out all the other content on the channel. There's plenty of it, man, including my second channel. Go and check it out. It's non-wrestling related stuff. If you're into that type of thing, great. If not, go take a walk. But it's fun. And I'm enjoying it. And you're there for me. Also, go check out my sponsor for tonight's show, DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app. It's free. Sign up. Use my promo code JD from NY. Bet $5 this weekend on any NFL game or multiple NFL games and get $200 back in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings. Not only the official partner of the National Football League, the NFL, but the official sponsor right here of Off the Script. Go check them out, and I'll see you guys back tomorrow in the sub boxes. Don't know if I'm doing collision yet, but the show sucks, so probably not. Until then, guys, I'll see you in the sub boxes tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon, and I will see you guys right back here with more content right here on Off the Script. I will see you guys later.